Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello and welcome to Kill Shuffle. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And once again, we're coming at you live. Not really. Probably roughly six hours after we record this. <laughs> um, with six albums to discuss. Six albums, yes. Yeah. And a mini and a mini album. Mini EP. Oh yeah. Well, excuse me. An excuse F. me. A five albums and, a, and an EP. Yeah. yeah. The biggest uh, EP you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. So we d- we like to keep things simple on this podcast. We we just talk about albums and we review them and we we give them a little rating out of ten. Yes, and that's basically it. So <laughs> somewhat biased. Uh, we dig through approach, hey. the new releases um, and classic albums, so you don't have to. Yes, but we do encourage you to stay yes. updated with our Spotify playlist <laughs> if you have Spotify. And no, really, you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you won't have a clue what we're talking about. Okay, this week on the show. The new EP, A Cold Dark Place by Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest are long players. We've got Sparks by Enda Shikari. The Spark? Excuse me, The Spark by Enda Shikari. Yes. Yeah. Uh, His Spun by Spun. Chelsea Wolfe. Yes. Um, Melancholia. And, no, Melancholia Hymns by Arcane yes. Roots. <laughs> excuse me, that's a bit of a mouthful. I'm leaving that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Outsider by Comeback Kid. And finally, we're going to wrap up with a look back at. Uh, Rotting Christ's Do What Thou Wilt although it has a really long convoluted Greek name yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pronounce here yeah. we'll leave that to you guys who yeah. read all that okay great all of you guys <laughs> yeah so as you say it's, it's it's a lot to discuss so I think we should just uh, kick off with Mastodon so Mastodon this is their second release this year yeah it is <laughs> it's, it's like I think they recorded this stuff this stuff straight off the other recording session mm-hmm. and kind of continue that session not with everybody in the studio but like think like the guitarist was there for the most part working on stuff as they went off to do the roller stuff yeah and he he finished the mastering and released it all like this that's what it sounds like my understanding is that it's um it's two cuts from the sessions that were uh, that took place for once more around the sun yeah and two cuts that were uh, part of the sessions that took place for emperor of sand that was my understanding yes. so i don't know which is which yes. but the production sounds it sounds what you heard last time. Just, right. Yeah. It sounds pretty consistent That's to me. That's why I was saying that. Yeah. Um, okay. So Emperor of Sand, as I recall, um, was your kind of it first, came out... It was w- your first endeavor into this band. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, part. yeah, exactly. And um, I don't want to give anything away. Fe- yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I was going to say it came out... Uh, did it come out in February? Was it, it February was- or... March. Oh March. my God, the end of... Like the last day of March. So oh, we're, okay. we're, we're hot oh. off the heels of Emperor of Sand. And, you know, not to give too much away because we probably will discuss our albums of 2017 at the end of the year but it's right up there in the top three for me yeah it it, it drove your uh it was quite your jive wasn't it, it really was oh, yeah nice. and, and this is coming from a guy who honestly had little to no interest in Macedon prior to Emperor of Sand mm-hmm. and I have kind of gone back I haven't gone back extensively and done like The Hunter or Once More in the Sun but I have gone back to Crack the Sky and I still can't get into that yeah. so I guess it was it, would you say that you're, you're much more of a long time fan uh yeah yeah, very much so. Like from like cut you up with a linoleum life, linoleum knife. Jeez, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, like the very early stuff that was very and thrash. Leviathan and stuff yes. as well. Like very early trash stuff. I, I liked a lot of their singles all the mm-hmm. way. So linoleum knife was really cool, and like all the all the weird hardcore stuff they did was good. Yeah, so Mastodon uh, threw a lot of things in a they blender. Really did and now they're trying something new. Yeah, it's so surprising. Consider all things considered. 
Right, exactly. Because what you kind of come to expect from Mastodon is this southern fried prog metal with, as you say, hints of trash and hints yeah. of doom and hints of almost pop sometimes. There's, little, they, yeah. they, there's lots of things. But I think one thing I hadn't heard from them before was that kind of swagger that's in this EP. Yeah. There's almost, especially on that first track, um, Northside Star... There's almost like a funky It's a dancey, dancey thing to it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was kind of a cut off the New Queens album almost. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um did you did you get and then and then of course your list you've got sort of lap steel guitar and and slide mm. guitar on on the last track called Our Place so you're almost getting those country uh influences you or are, at least folk you, you folk are, americana. Yeah. Um God, it reminds me of an album we did recently. The one one of the ones I gave a 10 out of 10 for, remember? It was kind of like very guitar based very sludgy songs were like 10 minutes oh long. Elder Elder yeah you getting a bit of that I literally have it written down in my notes I think Blue Walsh has a section at the end totally. where the guitar has that gorgeous it almost sounds like they're plucking the strings and the and the um, the tuning pegs at the same time yeah, you know yeah. that, that kind yeah. of gorgeous clicky glistening sound yeah that that's a, that, that I associate with Elder and you yeah. hear it on this you hear it on the CP too uh, new guitars it sounds like there there are different guitars at play on this. Mm. Maybe more. I wouldn't say lap steel at points. No, no. There's it's more kind of a Telecaster. Yeah, jam. but uh, yeah, but on the toe to toes, you've which is the second track, and I think was the, the first it's, thing they released. You, you got that swirling almost phaser or, or flanger yeah, yeah. effect that really reminds me of Rush, like what Rush sometimes do with their guitars. Mm. Um, it's very rushy and proggy. It 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 does feel proggier than Emperor of Sand was. Yeah. It, it's almost a return to form but in a different direction yeah. an alternate universe Mastodon <laughs> a return to form from a 10 out of 10 album yeah <laughs> this is like an alternate universe Mastodon if they went another direction uh, yeah. before they decided to go a little bit more mainstream and kept it prog they're showing off their versatility here yeah. I think and their dexterity with an EP this is the best idea to do so yeah I agree I agree. and we'll discuss EPs again when we talk about Ent Shikari because mm-hmm. they're another band that experiment with EPs um, versus long players but yes. I don't know um, I don't know if I prefer this to Emperor of Sand, but I'm glad it exists. If that makes sense, hmm. I uh, <laughs> I like this form of music a lot more. Okay, if I'm dead honest. So, but we I appreciate I, but honesty on this. But show. I'm glad they did it for an EP. I'm glad it just for an EP because if, if it was an album, I would be kind of frustrated with that. Mm. I'd be like, you could have just waited a bit longer and kind of tagged it on as something else. Yeah. So, do you feel um, it's just the right length for the type of songs? Yes. That they've brought to the table here? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, I think they reflect off each other pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's thematically as cohesive as Ember of Sand, which is just quite clearly this horrible metaphor for, you know, struggle and illness yeah, and stuff no. about somebody and like you you get the sense that you've been left in the middle of a of a desert. Yeah. Like it's got this These are songs that sandblasted feel. These songs still complement each other quite well. Yeah. They're very, they're very good with their theming. Uh the album cover is a very very telling of what you're going to experience mm. yet not <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a woodcut that, that an elf might have done in Lord of the Rings or something yeah. it's like yeah there's an like ominous moon and a forest and stuff no it's cool I think Line you know as bridge. I say it's it's a 20 minute it's just a 20 minute blast of of for what ails you basically from Mastodon and yeah. um, I'm really happy to say that I can get on fully on board with Mastodon it's, now it's beautiful like um, I would say the middle two songs are Toe to toes, incredibly and... emotional for Mastodon. Yes, yeah. In contrast to what you may have heard in the early two thousands from them, and and right and, and right now they've they've honed that vocal tag team between I don't know is it 
I, don't, I I know the names of the band members, but I don't know it's which. The base, it's the bassist. Tr- is it Troy and Gran? Are they the are they the two? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I don't want to embarrass myself because I don't know okay. them all. Uh, I don't know their distinctive voices, but just there's a really incredible tag team between the guy who's got like the really kind of gruff, um, gravelly voice, and mm. the guy who's got the really crisp, clear, sonorous sort of voice, and mm. they and they're they're constantly exchanging back and forth, and it yeah. just it and just layering works. on top of each other. As yeah, well, it points. works so well. Like one guy doing falsetto, and somebody's just belting his grit at the same time, and you can hear both yeah. very clearly over each other, which is sound of great production. Yeah, and they've just they've only gotten better at writing choruses, and they are clearly the solos are good as well. Solos yeah. are astonishingly well built. The only for one, long solos. Yeah, the only yeah, solo long. that I think veers into sort of too cheesy classic rock for me is the one on Northside Star, the first track. Oh, because uh, was that the first part? Uh, it's I think it's towards the sort of third third quarter of the song, Possibly. but it just feels like it's it's got that sort of production style where it sounds like someone is literally waddled into the mix and plugged in an amp and just started like whittling over the the mix. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it doesn't. Um, mesh into the mix as well as it should yeah well that's that's just a psychedelic element which is yeah what they're going for yeah, yeah. which is cool yeah exactly yeah. Um, the only other quibble I would have as well would be that I think this hasn't been mixed and mastered as well as Emperor of Sand I can yeah. hear lots of uh, hissing and compression artifacts which is just you know it's it hasn't it obviously hasn't gone to like mm. the same to the same quality control checks as uh, like the LP should and that's fine that's yeah. it doesn't detract, but it's just something that you notice. It doesn't. Well, who who produced? Do you remember who produced Ember of Sand? Is it Fuck, Brendan uh, O'Brien or am I? Yes, just, it was. Was it, it Brendan O'Brien? It was. Yes, stunning. Like best production job of the year. So it's only debatable, in comparison. But yes. Debatable. Excuse me. Debatable. One of the best production jobs of the year, but in, just in comparison to that, yeah. which was like practically a reference standard, this is just yeah. like a little a little step below. But it's still great. Yeah, there are many good production jobs this year. There are. Like it's hard to And we're going to talk about another one of them today. Yeah. Yes. Like they're all good. It's like not the best. <laughs> they're all just good, really good production jobs. Yes. In, yeah, in yeah. a row. Yes. Like, but yeah, let's let's. What was your favorite song? Um, I'm sort of torn. I mean, it's going to be it's Blue Walsh or Toe to Toes, but I think, I think it's Blue Walsh actually. I love that little elder reference in the guitars. I think it's a great song. Yep. Blue Walsh. Blue Walsh. Where Toe to Toe is an amazing chorus though. Yes, it's it's in my head right now. It's fantastic. Mm. It's really, really good. Uh, cool. And just give it a score real quick. Eight. Uh, it's an eight for me too. Great, moving on. If you like Mastodon, go listen to it. You've no reason not to. It's 21 minutes of your life. Great. So let's um, move on to something that's more likely to, <laughs> more likely to divide Dylan and I. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's okay. That's all right. We knew it was coming eventually. Dylan, Did we? <laughs> I was quite surprised. <laughs> when I, I left Dylan and the voice, I was like, we're doing it to Shikari, bitch. And he's like, oh, come on. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Basically. Do, do, do. So this is the album, the new album from Shikari. It's called The Spark. Yeah. Um, the fuck don't <laughs> go on go on it's their first since 2015 <laughs> the minesweep I thought it was a lot longer I don't know I hadn't really heard from them too much since um I think maybe because you're not paying attention because in true. fairness to Andy Shikari they are one of the most consistently active okay. and prolific bands yeah um my relationship with Andy Shikari began in 2006 I believe mm-hmm. um, I was watching MTV2 in my granny's house. <laughs> 11 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago, yes. Um, and there, and, a, and a video for Sorry You're Not A Winner, which was their mm. breakout single. I know that song. Yeah. Um, it's it Actually, and the video version is, it's not the same as the album version because the album hadn't, wasn't recorded at that point. Um, so I just heard this incredible song that I just had, was unlike anything I'd ever heard before uh, that kind of mixed 
like ready for the club synthesizers with just gigantic yeah. guitar riffs. The first synth you'd find on Pro Tools, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, no. Or, lo- sorry, Logic. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. I, I, well, perhaps on that first single, and, and certainly when I went to LimeWire to try and figure out, you know, because that was, we're talking about 2006 here, you know, it was LimeWire or nothing. Um, so I, I, I could only find two what were essentially garage recordings, like they were just sounded terrible, but that was all I had until the album came out. Adventure. Um, and those were the first synth you find in Logic. Those were truly awful yes. recordings but then uh, 2007's Take to the Skies came out and it remains one of my favourite albums of all time I think it is the produ- guitar production job to beat yes. of all time almost I think it's it sounds really? incredible with, yeah with, really with Tools 10,000 Days coming a year before really 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 I think um, and that's something I'll discuss as well is okay. like, I don't think I think Ed and Shikari have, have moved further and further and further from what was essentially like production perfection yeah. on that first album? I think they. I think it sounded just stupidly compressed. This this album, we'll or get to, we'll get to that, Taking that, the Skies, the, the heavier guitars, yes, from Taking the Skies. Mm. I remember it here. I remember just hearing, yeah. hearing an artificial sound. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I mean, I've had the CD for years, so I've got a lossless yeah. uh, rip, and I don't know. Okay. I've, I've, I personally, it's just that's. Uh, my fun. reference track anytime I test a pair of headphones the, the, the track okay. I put on every single time is Mothership by Andy Shikari okay well, well mine's White Pony by Deftones so, so there you fuck go. you and White Pony by Deftones <laughs> is a great choice too so let's not go to but, but uh, suffice it to say that, um, that was 2007 and since then they've had uh, they've had four they had four other long play they had Co- Common Dreads uh, Flash Photo Colour and The Mind Sweeping Out and now The Spark and then in addition to that they've had EPs Out the Wazoo mm-hmm. they're, one of the, they're one of the few bands that still does the uh, non-album single yeah. they, they, they're constantly doing that they've, they've had, they had two non-album singles before this yeah. run and then they uh, excuse me three non-album <laughs> singles and then before that um, before the last album they had a whole EP of incredible tracks yeah I heard um, the album before this was actually pretty popular uh, the mind sweep, yeah, People like that. I, yeah, I love that. I think, I think for me, it was like the quality was set, the standard was set so high by the first album. Okay. Second album had uh, a lot, a lot to bring to the table, and was still, I still have a fondness for it, but it wasn't as good. Third album, not great, and then the fourth, the last one, mind sweep, was a backup to a, that kind of almost as high standard. And now a spark and of now, ingenuity. Here we go, and that, and that all, yeah, we're leading into the spark. So obviously I, I'm going to have a lot to say about this, but Dylan, you know, you're obviously not as much of a fan as me, yeah. slash anywhere yeah. it, within the like, same galaxy as in, a fan of in, me. In the context of what I know from them, I appreciate the sharp left turn, sharp right turn they took. Also. Okay. <laughs> to to um to this, okay. I guess, which is <laughs> if you like load loads of songs that build up. To even quieter parts of other songs, <laughs> and this is the album for you. <laughs> yeah, they do a loads lot of, build of quiet build-ups. Yeah, with um, very minimal instruments. Mm-hmm. That was very surprising because I expected something. Yeah, because what they're known for is this post-hardcore yeah. um, explosion of like you've got synthesizers and electronic drums and regular drums and guitars and loads of voices and screaming yeah. and singing and rapping and there's uh, everything and, in the and mix. what you'll notice from this album is the lack of bass and the lack of guitar yeah if that makes sense yeah like, yeah, yeah. like almost like trap music in a way which I, I guess they kind of did something like that in the past mm. but now it's more evident yeah it's weird actually because they they 
as I say, I've I've had a problem with their and actually I've kind of gotten into spats with the band as well online um, and my sheer disappointment with you know because they're all you know they, they, they all have a keen ear and, and if you go and see them live they're always inc- they sound incredible okay. but it just seems like and, and they're on their uh, recorded output for some reason they've they have they've erred towards drums that are quite thin and in the middle of, of the soundstage which they continue here and their guitar their guitar tone which used to be defined by this massive uh, wide dynamic range like crunch you know it was this huge crunch in both ears now it's very thin you know very thin quite trebly um, without much no, grit to it it's like if it's like you, you have your distortion pedal yeah turn down the effect to the minimal mm. amount and this is what you hear in this yeah quite clean quite clean and very sparkly synths very catchy 80s weirdness going on yeah I think the sense the sense have never uh, have never they're dipped. There, no, they're there. They're there. They're there. Like I think that's the sense sounds that's great. All, and that's 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 all we really have now, right? Mm, yeah. Well, again, like the vocals sound great. It's, I think the synths sound great. No, but no, it's yeah. not really that. It's more the songwriting mm. is different, right? Does that seem to be it's, the case? It's weird actually because it is different, but at the same time, like even the vocals, I was like, is this the same vocals from before? Because I, I you listen to uh, sorry, not the winner. And then you listen to this. Yeah, like, well, that's... Well, well, who's, who's where? Yeah, yeah, Rao completely changed his vocal style in the set. It's actually been relatively consistent since Common Dreads, the second album. On the first album, it's a much more metalcore style. Like, he pretty much goes yeah. from, like, these inhale growls that yeah. actually kind of fucked up his throat completely. Like, he had to get uh, nodules removed from his vocal cords. Oh, God. So he, he, he actually changed to a more... Um, melodic vocal style with yelling uh, on, and I don't think they got the balance right because I think they have the balance much better now uh, and in the in recent years than they did because what he did was he went from having a, a really nice melodic clean vocal plus screams to everything being this kind of forced yell on the second album which didn't really work mm. you know it was almost like he was trying to fill that gap that should be filled by your <laughs> your possessed demon type scream and he yeah. was filling it with a yell extensive touring did it yeah an extensive touring and everything but they've they've tidied that up and now yeah but are you talking about the voices because he does a a few weird voices on this no no it's uh, album okay that he hasn't done before I I don't think there is a vocalist I dislike more than this guy wow there's very very few vocalists from from the beginning it's just been a thing for me like ever since I watched him on Kerrang yeah I've always hated that that English accent (laughs) no maybe no 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 I like the accent I like the accent in the context of I don't know, um, like the Prodigy, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I don't mind the accent. I think it's the inflections in his voice and his turns of phrases. Yeah, and okay. the way he spins words, I don't really like too much. I find it a bit weird. I'm going like, why, why, why did you? Do yeah, that? no. See, I've, I've always had a soft spot for him, but I can totally hear it's Mike Marmite. He does rouse a very distinctive yeah. voice, and like, I can like, understand like that. Like undercover agents, there's a lot of weird turns of phrases that I don't quite understand. Even if he knows what they mean. <laughs> yeah, can you think of an example? Oh, fucking... Um, no, I can't. Because I, can't, I, 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 li- I, do, I do like some of the his turns of phrase. I like... There's a moment um, in the last song, or the second last song, called Ode to Missing Jigsaw Pieces, where he says, like, you know, I it's really tough, man. I, I, I'm missing so many jigsaw pieces, I don't think it's worth making anymore. You know? Mm. Which I just think is a really nice way of phrasing something, you know, a breakup or whatever. And he... Mm. He talks about, um, he kind of uses a lot of these wry tongue-in-cheek yes. um, couplets, like where he says, I, I miss I miss you like 
modern mainstream music misses yeah. an original metaphor for missing someone. Oh yeah, uh, and it's almost <laughs> like he's directly troubled by the changes he's had to make in this album. Yeah, which is kind of odd. Well, I think I think this album originally and logically probably should have been a a, a sort of Trump resist album, I guess, because. And Shikari would be considered like a radical left wing political band. They certainly have been. Take since... my country back being something something there. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, the the, uh, the song which is its sentiment is like I I don't want to take my country back. I want to take my country forward, which mm-hmm. almost seems like a direct sort of slap in the but face to make America great again. I didn't mind that too much. That turn of phrase that was kind of kind of cool, kind of creative. The, yeah. the zenith of this album. If there was one, yeah, right, yeah, that's um, that's kind of the most overtly political moment. The rest of it is is very personal, mm-hmm. um, which which isn't something that they've dealt with in a long time. You know, um, is, there, is there some more music they'd listen to? The singer would listen to on his own. I don't know. I, I, he, I think Rao kind of has very myriad. And if you listen, if you ever look at their Spotify playlist, I mean, the 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 range of music that they listen to, or if you ever listen to like. Their Radio One. I mean, I listened to them do a takeover on Radio One um, a couple of months ago, and they had everything from. I think they had like you know nineteen like swing from the sixties and like modern R and B, and then they okay. had they had like some hardcore punk in there, and that kind of sums up. Yeah. And then obviously you know dance and stuff like Aphex Twin. I mean that's that's their heritage is in in a huge yeah. variety of music, and that's you do hear that here. Yeah. And- but um, turn of phrase wise, I'm just. I'm kind of looking at the the lyrics to Undercover Agents. Certainly, uh, will destroy the disillusion. That's kind of something that they they kind of use words like long words a lot of time. A lot of the time, yeah, they, like that sends you to a dictionary or whatever. And like weird phrases like Shirin Yoku, which yeah. is one of the um, songs, is refers yeah. to a Japanese forest therapy. Yeah, which, it's, it's it's really just more so as inflections are kind of annoying. I just find yeah. it annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's okay. It, no matter how good the lyrics could be, yeah. It's it's that it's yeah, like it's like you. it's even though it could be a hypocrite for liking bands like I don't know, mindless self indulgence because yeah, they're yeah, yeah. ball sack insane and no, it points this band can be ball sack insane. Yeah, it's a you personal I mean? it's a personal it is, preference. Is, yeah. I I don't I don't really have any issue. My only issue with the vocals on this album is I think occasionally he does an odd. He puts an odd in, like you say, inflection on his voice that he doesn't normally do. Like he kind of does this. I'm like a very posh man, you know. Kind there of was this, a bit of that. this type of thing. He think, yeah. I think he does that in. Um, he does that sometimes. He did that. He does that every now and again on the other albums, but but it's it's not as prominent as it is here. Um, and I think it is a little bit strange at times. Are they Birmingham? No, no, no. It's St. Albans. Okay, it's just out of London. I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just wish he. I just wish he'd relied a little bit more on his because he's got a really fantastic, um, harsh vocal, and he doesn't really yeah. use it at all here. Um, and they they got the balance right on the last one, and here it just all feels a little bit nice. That's my only, yeah, my only complaint. But you know, I think it's um, I think there's some brilliant stuff on here. I know, I know, you, you, it's not to your taste, and I think if you have an issue with the vocalist, really, you're never gonna dig something. Yeah. So I just just purely from my perspective as a fan, you know, I have to say that I think I think it starts weaker. I think it it, it has a similar mold. It has a similar framework to their more recent albums in terms of usually mm-hmm. they start with like a yeah. they start with an epic introduction that doesn't happen here but then they go into like sort of a very fast yeah. double time The Sights was one of my favourites yeah The actually. Sights that was, that was yeah catchy yeah sparkly it reminded me of like the used at their bubblegum poppiest 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Almost. So what they've done is instead of having that epic sort of heavy intro, which they normally do, um, they've replaced it with The Sights and Take My Country Back, which are both in a similar vein, um, with the single Live Outside in the middle, which has grown on me a lot, and so has the other single Rabble Rouser. Well, they've both grown Rabble on Rouser me. Rabble Rouser is quite useless as a song you don't like it no it's grown on me how I just think it's how? I just think it, it's really fun but it goes nowhere and it ends nowhere yeah but no but I disagree got, it, I disagree that it goes what nowhere what has it got to it like I think it I think that I think that uh, I, I, it, I think that kind of heavy breakdown in the middle um, sep- like sort of separates it out well when we're saying heavy, we and mean I also, heavy. No, it's he- it is ish. heavy. It, it's heavy. It, it is, and I also think that the synths are really, really well done. I think they're kind of they remind me of they have a song called Zonked, which is quite similar to Rabble Rouser. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. I don't know. I just think they do that really that kind of ominous synthesizer. Nice. I think they do really well. I don't. I don't love it, but I think it's way better than it was the first time I listened to it. Although the revolt of the atoms is quite. Awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's pretty it, bad. Ugh. You can but sing why do you wouldn't like it? Why do you not like it? Because it sounds like tainted love. Exactly. Exactly. I mean yeah. everything from the synthesizer to the to the vocal. It just you just want to go tainted love. Maybe, know, maybe that was the intention. It probably is. Wasted. Yeah, yeah. and I like <laughs> I like the verse and I like the end, but I don't think it's enough to make up for the ludicrousness of just full on robbing the chorus from tainted no. love. Um, but that being said, I, I I think Undercover Agents is great. I think. The the Ode to Lost Chicks of Pieces is great. I think Airfield has so, uh, something to give. Uh, it's a bit whiny. I, I maybe not so much as as um, uh, Shinri Nyoku is. Yeah, but that's that's pretty floundering. Has a ballady thing. Yeah, right. do you know what it is? Um, it's it's that when I listen to Ed Shikari normally, or like when I had in the past, there was always at least a few moments on every album that would just were just sort of emotionally overwhelming to the point where, you know, occasionally I would be brought to tears. Like okay. I, 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 in all seriousness, they, like there have been moments on every single one of their releases, not, not all the time, but like one or two moments where I, it connects with me so strongly that it's, you know, it's a really powerful thing. There's nothing on this album that does that for me. And I guess an ode would be the closest. I know that's is the closest. It's exactly but what it's missing say. the music to do it. The vocals are there, but it's missing the music. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. So, unfortunately, um, much as I do love Ant Shikari, and I'll continue to support them, and I think they are capable of great things. I think this is, uh, it's it's just not up to their usual standard. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No. Unfortunately, but they're big. They're big, and they're still they're big. huge. They're festival headliners practically at this point. You know. Yes. Um, and I think this this I think this album will be a great stepping point. And and, and, I, don't, and it, I don't think it's going to stop them. No, no. I think this album will do really really well. And it strikes me as almost like what happened with weird metaphor, like weird analogy to draw. But it reminds me a little bit of of what Lady Gaga did with um. Uh, oh, the, uh, the what's that song got, called? The uh, she got Born White. this way. Oh, not the album she got Jack White to do stuff on. And Josh Homme to do guitar on recently. No, forget that. I'm just talking about. I was so disappointed because I I'd been I'd been a huge fan of hers <laughs> and her, for her, her first album and stuff and and the monster fame monster that was fucking work a genius. And then Born and Sway came out and it didn't connect to me at all. And it it just everything about it felt phoned in and not good. Um, and I couldn't understand what was going wrong. And it's not as bad here. But then she came back with Art Pop, Art Pop. which we need to do at some point in album. Yes, we will. Spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoilers. Because I, I still th- I think this is a. I think this is a stumble. I don't think this is in any way a, a fall, you know, for them. Yeah. So anyway, let's um, 
Not yeah. on board. <laughs> this is not, yeah, yeah, you're like... So, Sites was my favorite song, anyway. Sites, okay, regardless cool. Regardless cool, 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 of cool. my impatience toward this kind of... Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. okay. We can't, can't, we can't... Listen, I might be doing something similar to you later. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. I think Undercover Agents is my favorite at this point. We'll try. Okay, so... Uh, yes. if, if it's worth giving it a score, give it a score. Um, five or four... Four. It's I four. feel like you could it's give four. it. You can give it a four. It's four. You can give it a four. It's yeah. a four. Okay, cool. Um, it's, if it was music, I'd like. I'd give it a five. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's a seven for me. Okay, I'm never. So what? And no, in no universe. Seven. In no universe, and I give it an Ed Shikari record less than a seven. But it's a poor record. It's not poor. But it it's is. Not. It's not. It. It's not. It I'm being critical, but I still really, really like it. I'm sorry, Dylan. You're just, you're, <laughs> this pu- is like, you're just pussy whipped. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not pussy whipped. This is one of my favorite bands. And again, I think there's loads. Entered Shikari and you have not come. back I think yet. there's loads to love. And if I was, I, but I, I feel you know, in present company, I, you know, we needed to dwell maybe a little bit more on the negatives. But there's yes. a lot. There's a lot that I love here. Um, and do I think it's worse than the Arcade Fire record? Nope. I gave that a seven. <laughs> Ooh, um, you're, you're a little too kind. More... Sometimes, sometimes well, it just depends. Sometimes you're not. <laughs> I have an internal ethical code that I stick to. Anyway, oh God, uh... that is the spark by Enda Shikari. If you like Enda Shikari, definitely give it a try. If you're a little more new to them, I would say start with the mind sweep. Okay, let's move on. The next album is from Chelsea Wolf. Yes, she's it is. from California. She is. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And this is it her fourth studio album? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, I count it as the second in this form. Okay. Yes. <laughs> her final form. Uh, her final form. Yes. No. Her yeah. her industrial, finally huge band, form because the other albums were pretty small. The other first the first two were kind of her, in more of an acousticy setting. Yeah. And it was dark still. Mm-hmm. It was more kind of PJ Harvey ish. This is. What if PJ Harvey did fucking... What if Kurt, Kurt Ballou uh, produced PJ Harvey? Okay, the name of the album is His Spun. Yes. Um, and yeah, you're exactly right. So it's produced by Kurt Ballou from Come Converge. So you know it's got metal chops. Yeah. No no question. Because yeah. like Kurt Ballou is the most metal person of all yeah. time. And primarily written instrumentally by the guitarist. Yeah, Troy from, from Queens of Stone Age. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, um, and it features it features performances by one of the guys from Russian Circles also, yeah. as well as some uh, some gutturals from uh, I think his name is um, Aaron uh, from uh, from Old Man Gloom. Oh, is it? Yes, okay. that's on Vex. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was so, wondering. I was wondering. Yeah, so so there. So as you say, her final form has been since Abyss. Yes. Two years ago. So how would you describe Abyss first and foremost? Abyss is very um, very uncomfortably sludgy. Mm-hmm. It was very hard to get around to, through, I guess. Um, and and an album, an album you'd listen to fully. Um, with it's it's always honestly not a single album. Whereas this album could be defined as a single album if you wanted to. Like you, you could piece out singles out of this album, probably not out of that one. That album seemed more like a composition. Mm. This seems more like she's finally realized. Or the the bands finally realize that they are a band, and each instrument is very clearly defined throughout this. Mm. There's a sense of tempo as well, like a sense of varying tempo, not just sludgy atmospheric metal. With 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 very um, if you heard last week mm. our our reviews on our our um 
or Tori Amos album. Mm. Vocals like that. Bit of Portishead. Very, very creepy yeah. uh, vocals. This album has more of that, but she's she's uh, seems a lot more vocal, I guess. Out, outwardly, um, not just kind of open mouth vocals. Mm. I think she actually almost almost yells at points during this, which is fun to hear. Yeah. Um Speak, Donald. Speak. <laughs> she. Uh, no, I was just letting you finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, yeah. No. She, she, uh, definitely. I think she. It's different. Comes right? out of her shell a bit more on this than on Abyss. Um, it, I, I mean, the music, the sound is clearly defined now in the guitars. Yeah. But they're they're doing something kind of new with the way the songs are now more songish. Yeah. Like you, you can eat them up in four minutes, three minutes, if you wanted to. It almost felt felt like Abyss was approaching the music from the perspective of a doom sludge stoner metal outsider and they were and it was almost as though she was like stumbling across these sounds um accidentally that's that's when i listened to abyss that's how it felt to me it was almost like you could almost imagine a magazine article writing about like oh my god singer chelsea, chelsea wolf discovers a new type of music Bear with me. Yeah, okay. Bear with me. And on this and on this new one, it almost feels more like she's coming she's she's approaching similar music, but from the perspective of somebody who is deeply familiar with Doom Sludge, uh whatever what what have you, Stoner kind of metal. Yeah. Um so it almost feels like now she's projecting as an insider, yeah. whereas before it almost felt like she was she was coming in as an outsider. Yeah. Does that but, kind of make sense? It does. A little bit? Yeah. There are less floaty melodies. Yeah. Like, I'd say there's, there's like, choruses on, almost straight off the bat with 16 Psyche and Vex that mm. are just, like, there's your chorus. There's your huge, yeah. highly driven drums that are not just kind of um, waves of, waves of, of um, the sound. Washing over you. Washing over the guitar. This is, this is, it almost leading everything else mm-hmm. for the most part, um, which is I, I'd say that's more to the ri- rhythmic rhythmic um, help of Troy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, since he's coming, I'm not saying he's coming off Queens of the Stone Age and 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 Perfect Circle and bands like that, but you can tell there is a, there is a sense of upbeatness to the guitars at points. Yeah, and I don't like, think it's not a completely negative album as the other one was. The other one seemed. Um, Kind of uh, hopeless. Ang- no, not hopeless. Um, there's another word for it. Um, because it was melancholic. Um, mm. Not completely hopeless, but uh, it uh, it seemed more threatening. The other album. Mm. This one. Okay. Is, this this one's portentous, perhaps ominous. Ominous. Yes. Yeah. This one is not as ominous. Mm. Maybe a little later on. Maybe like the last last few songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a break during the album where things turn offering uh welt i think no no, welt is just like the dial-up modem um uh, i think i think particle flux and twin fawn is when it gets really grimy yeah you know twin fawn is the first song on the album that has like a proper quiet loud dynamic in terms of it starts quiet and then you know it kind of there's like a raise in the volume and the intensity and then a lower i i feel like up until that point it it pummels you into submission with a unrelenting treacly sort of doominess like a just sort of a really yeah. intense morose I wouldn't say so um, that's kind of a wave that's yeah. almost like my feeling on yeah it. I wouldn't say it's an entire wave because as I said the 16 Psyche's chorus 
Yeah. And that whole melody structure is very forgiving with its with its anger mm. and uh minor chords and it steers into a few major turns, yeah. which is kinda cool. And um, I do I do actually funny enough hear a little bit of that modern Mastodon sound yeah. in sixteen psyche. Yeah. Yeah. And the drums. The drums have a bit of it as well. They're very very driving at points. Yeah. Almost like really up tempo at points. Yeah. Which which is a really cool surprise. So I'm 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 actually quite surprised at this album are, okay. you, are you though well I was certainly surprised when the like comes in in yeah. X I was like oh here we go Yeah, because I actually almost feel like, like this is a band I always think you should be into because you like this not this kind of music particularly but just what comes together to make this kind of music yeah I mean here's my the pieces issue in terms of I don't feel like I can I, I, I can appreciate from an objective standpoint, that Chelsea Wolf clearly is quite talented in terms of putting songs together and creating a very consistent soundscape and and packaging it all together in a product that is cohesive. Like mm-hmm. that's clearly obvious when you listen to her albums. But in terms of her melodic sensibility and her songwriting technique and the chords and stuff she chooses to use and the way she puts her songs together, that doesn't connect with me yeah. there's like there's like a fundamental there's like some port is missing that nothing is plugging in I, I, I hear it and I kind of go hmm yeah. and then as soon as it's over it's just yeah. gone I don't know whether it's the mood yes. of it that because yes. I'm not a doom guy I'm not, well, I'm not you're, a doom you're not guy a, you're not like no it's not doom it's, it's, but you it, don't I, hear doom I'll show you doom but goth, yeah, it's no, more no. goth goth it's, it's yeah, very but goth put it this way right it's it, all of the things you could throw in a blender and be semi-accurate would be like goth Folk, doom, sludge, and I know uh, you like some black metal. No, nah, there's no black metal in this. Kind of is. Eh, Folksy black metal. Yeah, but all of those five Take, things that I mentioned, this. I would never reach for in my day to day listening. So when I when you hear them all sucked up into a blender in the Chelsea Wolf package, it doesn't. It's not like it's not the golden egg that I'm looking yeah. for. It might be for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, this is not a perfect album. It's, I, I don't even like a lot of it. Okay, what what I, are your quibbles? Um, kind of kind of win a Flanders, when, like that when, kind of middle. Because I quite like Particle Flux. No, that's no, like, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, I mean, just when it kind of that kind of the quiet the, the quietie bits. Mm. I I like the fact that it's now there's now very very well defined structures mm. in the songs. Yeah. As much as I like the Doomy elements, I really do. But I, I never really liked it when it was kind of quiet and yeah. weird and ominous. Like when it kind of become, it's almost like you're like doing a spacewalk and then you become untethered from this. Yeah, from the mothership. I mean, I, I like that. I like that up to a point. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but like, I like, I like, especially I'll, I'll go back to like the first few songs again, like Vex and all. Like mm. she gets to the point. With even with those quiet parts, it like, yeah. gets straight to the next part. Yeah, and you have enough time for each part, and you're not just overwhelmed. And, yeah, like you get to experience tons of different things, and that's that. They are the turns I like in this album. Okay, with with, with uh, Twin Fawn, Particle Flux, the Culling, especially the the way it goes into the last part. Of the Culling is um something special, I think, that isn't really um, that well appreciated in music these days in a mainstream sense yeah I hear you and this is very much this very much feels like the kind of thing that the mainstream could embrace 
despite the fact that it has that Kurt Palooka production job and it sounds yeah. like it could be a Converge Acoustic album or something. Yeah, you know because what I mean? the world loved PJ Harvey at her yeah. darkest. Or Nick Cave or something. Yeah, like oh God, yeah, Nick yeah. Cave. Um, yeah. But I, it's funny actually because on Vex, I heard something that I almost wish I hadn't in terms of when uh, Aaron from All Man Gloom comes in. I think that foil of Chelsea Wolfe's ethereal vocal and actually to be honest with you on the first track and the last track and a few certain points in between I actually think she kind of has like a Lana Del Rey kind of um, drawl into sure. her voice Yeah, I'm not saying that the comparison is very close but I definitely heard it and every time I listen to it I go oh she's like, that almost sounds like Lana Del Rey with the you know the yeah. fringe or something yeah she's she's, <laughs> she's becoming like do you like her more in this album than the other album Yes, because I really, truly did not like that other album. So this one is more like, it's gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, like this is, this is neutral. But I almost... Getting somewhere? Yeah, it's getting somewhere. But I think I really loved that trade-off between Chelsea's um, soprano vocal and then the the guttural growling from uh, Aaron Turner. Yeah. That, that worked, that trade-off worked really, really well. Not Amorphous' singer, no? Uh, No, Old old Man Gloom. It seems like it, though. Yeah, it's saying, oh yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I, I, I like that because then when it when it got intense it was like super intense and then when Chelsea when it kind of peels back it's you know it's that contrast that I feel is missing yeah. I think a lot of it sits in this middle zone of a middle everything and it doesn't that doesn't appeal to me it's when it gets it goes from really intense to really quiet back to really intense is when it's at its best yeah no I, I like the industrialish fever dream elements of it quite a bit okay. I like when they start um, oh, I can't remember the song I think it's the second last song or Twin Fawn? Near enough? Uh, two Spirit? Or one of the songs that gets oh, two spirit, really yeah, yeah. weird with the synth. Yeah. It's, or whatever industrial elements that are going on are yeah, yeah, very yeah. creative. Mm. Very um, very cool. I, 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 like the, I like the painting. It's painting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I, 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 like this, I like this album quite a bit. Um, Did you, do you prefer to Abyss or do you prefer this? Do you prefer uh, I prefer to Abyss. I, I, I come back to bits of this. Okay. I'd easily come back to songs mm. out of this, whereas the last album, I'd be like, okay, I have to go through the whole album fully to enjoy it. Yeah, and it's long. I mean, this isn't this isn't as long, although I do think it feels quite long. Yeah. Um, but that's, again, purely because it has um, a musical yeah. flavour that yeah. it gives you. Yeah, and flavour. It has flavour. It's like <laughs> not what the other album before it had. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what, what my favourite song would be, I'd say... Excuse me. Particle Flux or 16 Psyche would be my favourites. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to go Vex just for a change. Vex, I Vex like is cool. Vex is well. really cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you want to give it a score? Uh, low 8. A low 8? A 7? Low 8? Low 8. 8. 8. You give me... Okay. Uh, cool. Um, thread, thread the line between the album. You just chose. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's in a different context though. I mean, like it's hard to rank. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll, you know, I'll give it a six because I can appreciate that yeah. it it's 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 my ears more so than yeah, the that's album. Fair. That's fair. That's got a problem yeah. here. But yeah, I think I'll give, it, I'll give it a six. Yeah, it's getting better. <laughs> One day I'm, delighted to I'm hear sure that Chelsea Wolf really for cares. For once I'm delighted to hear that six. Because yeah. it could have easily been a four. It could have just as easily been a four. Yeah. But no, I was good. I was toying with no, it was gonna be a five or a six. Five is is to absolute neutral and six is like 
no, I can hear this. I can hear this has great yeah. appeal. It's Songs just, you would come back to possibly if you wanted. Yeah, maybe one or two. Certainly, if I was ever shuffling through yeah. uh, against the mantra of our podcast, I might. There's a few that I might stumble upon again. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, let's move on. So the next album we're going to talk about, um, just for a change, I'm going to switch up the order because we've been talking about a lot of long uh, mm. albums that paint a picture. So let's talk about a very different sort of album. This is. Uh, the Outsider by Comeback Kid. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yes. So, hardcore. Hardcore. Up your ass. Up your... H-E-E <laughs> <laughs> double hockey sticks, my yeah, friend. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Um, so, this is this is a band from Winnipeg. I surprised you with this. Quite you a did. You did. You did. Glad. I actually, believe it or not, had um, had listened to it already when you brought it to the okay. show, but I'm, I'm so... Quite a, I'm quite a fan of this band. I'll tell you that. Okay. You've from, got from history the with them. All right. So, they're around since 2000. Can you fill me in anymore? Where, 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 where have you... How long have you stood with... Yeah. Well, it's taken this long for them to, like, change up the... Um, okay. The um, formula, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, um... It wouldn't take a person who hasn't heard the band before to realize they're doing stuff that isn't just hardcore in this album. No, <laughs> they, certainly they have wouldn't. a pinata of different influences and genres in this album, and that's the reason why it, it's in in a sense it's almost like the polar opposite of a Chelsea Wolf or whatever because it's like every single song brings something unique and distinct and yeah. uh, memorable to the table. Yeah. But that's fine. It's it's okay to paint a canvas that's you know in yeah. one in monochrome or whatever. But this is a completely different approach. This is like we know we can write songs that are influenced by uh, straight up New York New York hardcore. Yeah. We can write stadium rock songs. We can write these Americana things, and we can do it all with a bedrock of really really incredibly <laughs> heavy guitars. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, production pretty good. Yep. Yeah, uh, you, you. I'd say you'd have to turn it up a bit more than you would other albums to really get it yeah no harm yeah that's fine that's Dynamic fine. range I'm all about it yeah no that's fine that's yeah fine. but like lower I don't think it works as well but that's just a minor quabble in a huge plethora of good praise I'm gonna give this album yes um so yeah this album features Devin Townsend at some point <laughs> yeah I only because I knew intellectually like after when I the first couple times I listened to it and I didn't know about Devin no, I didn't hear him. But then uh, when I listened to it again, he's on the second track, isn't he? Absolute. Or the third track. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Third track. You. It's almost. It's you get a Devony flavor from it. Yeah. It's more so wow. than you. Yeah, yeah more so cool. than you hear him. But Unmistakable yeah. roar of Devon, and that's when the album started clicking for me. Yeah. Completely. Like, oh my god, they know they can feature musicians incredibly well without without hogging the shadow. But that's what Devin has life. always done because Devin Town. My first introduction to Devin Townsend was, believe it or not, through the album Natural Born Chaos by Soulwork, mm-hmm. which he did. He produced the vocals for, and he's on one of the tracks, Black Star Deceiver, and it's just his whole contribution to the whole album is he does he does one vocal trade off with the singer in the chorus, and it was one of the most amazing otherworldly like because he doesn't sound human sometimes Devin Townsend I was like who the hell is that and eventually I found out that it was Devin because he was in the studio helping to produce but that's the kind of mm-hmm. that's the kind of artist that he is he just you know he, he there's so much of Devin to go around <laughs> yeah. he can just touch something with his genius and then leave yeah and that's what he's done here like this is um it's definitely like you know, you know I like Azami 
you know, like I that flavor of hardcore. And this is this is right on that yeah. on that ball. Except it had to, has Devon and it's it's an American. Yeah, and this is definitely you know it's definitely more American than Anna Zami yeah, or a while she sleeps. Yeah. They're finding out about melody now, and it's like oh we we can get like pop punk flavors in this as well. Yeah, so I was just gonna say that's on you're talking about recover, which is comes in towards the end. Uh, yeah, it's ha- almost... ha- as well as choruses with the hell of a scene and uh, somewhere somehow, which yeah. can go from thrash to to playful choruses. Yeah, I almost hear actually more Someone. more so than I uh, I almost hear more so like believe it or not, bear with me, dear on grey in somewhere somehow. Uh, yes, Look, yes. Um I'd say I'd say more Slayer. <laughs> There's Slayer and Metallica. But no, but thrash. that's no but that's what I'm I, it's more it's less the sound of the music and more so the approach. Yeah. The okay, philosophy. Okay. Which because with Dear on Grey it's like they can just go from this like sugary stadium rock yeah. chorus to full on as you say like Slayer thrash yeah. metal uh, I, I, I didn't connect Darren Gray at all to this but now I it, might it's the I approach might, might. it's just the approach okay. of certain songs more so than the music yeah because this uh, this is the kind of album that if, if you don't like songs changing on a dime in genre yeah. you might <laughs> yeah, not like yeah, this yeah. album no maybe not but I personally love when you like in I just I love that you can get something that sounds like early sort of thrash metal like Metallica or Pantera or something yeah, because if it just held held the brakes on that I wouldn't like it as much me either um, which is funny because I really like their old albums which had a lot of that mm. and this is them trying something different which I appreciate a lot more in yeah. the context of them knowing how to sparingly use that put it this way there's there are two sort of flavours of that like east coast hardcore and there's like you've got the the Wilhelm Screams and the Painted Blacks, those kind of bands that, or even like Converge to a certain extent, but they're obviously more, more yeah, sort of yeah. metal. But like they'll just, they pick one thing and they do it really, really well to a super high standard and they're consistent. And it's always that dark, detuned, uh, uh, semitone, uh, chromatic type uh-huh. riffing, right? And, then, and that's great. And with the Scream vocals on top. But then you've got the more, the propagandies of the world. Do you know propagandy? Yeah, yeah. They're also Canadian, I believe. But um, they do this kind of thing but it's it's like this comeback hit album propaganda do huge sorry metal, melodies and then you get that hit in the face with that massive yeah. hardcore sound this reminds me of um yeah of let lives catalog the er- earlier let lives catalog okay yeah um maybe not the last album but like that the, the i think it was the album the third last album they released um when they started releasing the string of really good albums okay it was just a frantic kinetic fast albums you can get through that are full of stuff yeah and it is one genre but like yeah like the I don't know just I just but, love an album that can have nods yeah. to Lamb of God like Blink 182 yeah 30 Seconds to Mars and Converge in the same 30 minutes yeah it's incredible yeah um yeah no it's it's a very very special album I think yeah um I don't know what I was expecting I didn't expect any more when I looked at the album cover I like that I, I, I love it yeah, I just like I, it, it painted <laughs> a it, different picture. Painted a different picture. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a dude. I think he's got like a suit and a briefcase, and he's just he's just yeah. on fire, and he's just walking down the road. Yeah, it, 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 the uh, lettering reminds me a lot of what what a typo negative used to do with their album covers, which like have the text diagonally. Yeah, kind of like oh, ar- oh, arching the album all around. It kind of reminds me of Nails. You will never be one of us. Oh the, yeah, the the, yeah. The, the, okay. the, the, um, the lettering they use. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Just it's just a dude in some black clothes, but his yeah. head is like smoking. That's but what's happening. It looked very mysterious, and this yeah. album is totally that. 
Yeah, it's it's really cool. There's just there's so much going on, and there's, and there's things I haven't even mentioned in terms of like influences yeah. um, that you just kind of need to listen to it to get. And at the end of the day, if you if you don't like, because you know the the center or the sort of gyroscope around which this album rotates is New York hardcore. Yes, you know. And then the other side of that card is like, hey, look at us doing these new tricks. Yeah, which they can do. They can do. There's no problem there. Yeah. Um. I'm very impressed by how they how they manage it. Yeah, it's sometimes like a bit overwhelming at points. A good overwhelming though. Mm. Like holy shit, how did they connect that to that? And I'm, they do. I'm, yeah, like how did I how did I not even see the seams? Yeah, it's 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 jarring at a few points. Like yeah. like like I would say, the last track. No, no, no. Well, yes, yes, but uh, I think it's somewhere somehow. Is that okay. with a really thrashy Metallica riff? And ev- and they change it to another kind of melody, another song melody every second. Yeah. Every second after that riff, it it changes into a Americana song. Kind, yeah, maybe. I think that might that might be uh, outrage, possibly. But yeah, possibly. I might need to go back to it. But yeah, yeah. There's... But then you've just got like the ultimate beatdown in uh, Turtle Stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Where it's just like. It's just that you just you just want to yeah. run into a mosh pit. It's like yeah. you know that kind of uh, it's that f- open symbol just yeah yeah it's fully you know, that's, right. that's that's familiar territory for them yeah definitely yeah um, feels like a throwback yeah I'm, I'm I love this album yeah I me really too do. me too good call yeah favorite uh, song favorite song Ooh, uh, uh, there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot I'll change my I'll change my mind a lot which is a good sign with an album um absolute good call. Um, surrender control is some good. Yeah, good surrender course, control is. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Surrender control for me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's surrender control. Hell of a scene, but yeah. it's surrender control. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go just if you like banging your head to anything. Yeah. I Cr- think cranking is, things up in general and yeah. stuff like that. This Which is just. Is, it's a must. It is. Yeah. It's it's definitely and if yeah. if if you if you're into anything even like remotely sort of punky like if you like uh, Blink-182 or something just give it a try like just try it because it's it's really high quality this is great there's bound to be stuff you can grasp onto yeah somewhere somehow I I think the context some people like some people have heard who don't like this album is they gotta realise they're doing these weird changes so that they can prove that you you can trace a route yeah You, you can connect the genres at some point yeah and this album intersects that point and improves the point mm-hmm. and I agree. you can do that and change just change the context of punk and these genres as well the lighter genres they put into this yeah yeah and it's like that great hardcore bands have to reach outside of hardcore mm-hmm. to progress yeah this is like Code Orange all over again it really is it really is what right. a good album okay um, yeah Code Orange Forever listen to that one too oh, yeah. give nine, it a score 9 out of 10 sweet I'll give it an 8 cool well, you know you never know it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be in heavy rotation for a while but I, it's an 8 it's an 8 right now okay great uh, let's move on we've got one more new release to talk about yeah. before we get to our classic album so the album is called Melancholia Hymns and the band is called Arcane Roots That's new, new band to me <laughs> new band to Dylan not yeah. a new band to me at all um, I first saw these I first I think I first came across these guys before I went to Heavy Fest in 2015 yeah um, so I, I they were on my little sort of playlist of bands to like to try and get into because <laughs> they were on the bill I never heard of them and um, they've got they had a great 
single called um, Resolve, which is just okay. unbelievably okay. good. And then I went and I and I kind of so I had Resolve, and then I, there's a few more songs that off their first album, Blood and Chemistry. Mm-hmm which I really, really was into. But I don't think that album ever connected as like a whole. For me, I listened to it a few times, but it felt a little bit disjointed or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like a collection of songs. Like sometimes first albums can seem like people have been writing these songs for their whole lives nearly. And, yeah. you know, it just doesn't quite... And then they had, they had a string of EPs after Blood and Chemistry that, again, they're just they were just like little singles here and there. So I didn't really pay much Different attention. Different sounds than this? Yeah. This yeah, seems, more... This seems a bit... Anthemic maybe or like more not anthemic but more like just straight straight up Biffy Clyro style post hardcore yeah. with some synthy elements because there is a dun 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 we'll talk about that Biffy part in this album yeah yeah and I was like hmm, I wonder if he knows that as well they no they are they're huge I mean they would like when people talk about oh if you like then you might like and like people always say like if you like Biffy then you might like Arcane Roots but it's not the same it's not the same no. and that that brings us to Melancholia Hymns because this album is in it's completely its own thing yeah and this is what I when I listened to Blood and Chemistry this is what I wanted them to do and I saw them live and they're unbelievably good it's like um, you know Ken Andrews his solo album he released yeah Satellites te- uh, Saves the Lost Satellite all the technological weirdness he did in that mm-hmm. think of that but with huge um, huge uh, northern Nordic rock guitarists I'd say There's a lot of that yeah, it's a lot, a lot of like leprous. Yes, mixed with Ken Andrews, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's I hear what that. I come to with this. Okay, I'm not sure if anybody listening knows what but I'm talking about. Mixed with yeah, like it's it, like the guitars and it. What I love it's got about a weird Finnish metal sensibility to it. Yeah, but but at the same time, yeah. it's it's like a massive synth party. It is, it is, and everyone's invited. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's um. Everybody, every everyone's invited to this one. It's it's progressive. Very dream metal kind of like the last Devin Townsend album is um, yeah I, I think I, yeah Devin Townsend is a good touch point but again yes. it's something different than that because it's almost got this it's got a real pop me- me- sense of melody yeah. especially in the vocal yeah um, if, if people remember uh, Sleep Token when we listen to them it's <laughs> pointing to me with a list of influences and yeah it's that it's, it's right, right there. there we both agree okay um, <laughs> but in the sense that it takes its time to get to the big point you they want to raise with the album yeah or the song so each song yeah a lot of songs have it like like they want to place they want to set a theme they want to world build yes. a song yes yeah and then give you a finale which the last, the last minute of most of these songs are incredible. Yeah. So what um, they'll do is they they like they dangle they dangle the prospect of yeah. the guitars in front of you. Yeah. Like I'd almost say to to their detriment at some points. Okay. It might take too long to get to the point with some Possibly, of these songs. Possibly. Yeah. That be might be my only complaint. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. But when it gets, I I might might need to be in a more patient element when I can listen to stuff that gets that uh, emotional. Yeah. Um. Definitely. But like. The guitars that enter are so bewilderingly giant. Oh, that's what you want. Like that's Shikari. Like take yeah. notes, man. like like just just staccato guitars with no orchestra, just kind of huge, with, with a bit of synth backing it, of course. But like, yeah, an explosion to go with it. Yeah, um, that's that's what makes it work. Like that's my problem with so many of these albums is it's there's all build up and no payoff. Whereas with Arcane Roots, it's like. It's all build up and then it's all pay off. Yeah. The, the production is so gigantic and the guitar parts are so hulking. Like they don't, 
oftentimes when, album, when bands go in this direction where they like take in I mean there's like electronic influences and you can clearly hear sure. the, there, there are influences from bands I don't like yeah. at all that you like quite a bit um, like the real kind of genty oh pop. sure yeah there's like, bits of that yeah like you got even in the first track you got like Tesseract and Periphery style yes. yeah or even North Lane yeah. but they, they spare enough of the uh, the um, cliches of that yes. those genres yeah to, to make room for other genres to come in and share they're almost like picking them as like yeah. spices to sprinkle in over their own thing yeah. that's what I like getting rid of this. getting rid of the you know the fat the f- yeah. not the fat elements but um the parts that would give you diarrhea yeah. I guess Jesus <laughs> if I was to figure it out. but yeah you know like I can only take so much of like a bow 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 yeah on Gent yeah I like the rest of Gent though and this album has the part I like that's that's right? yeah that that's that's it they're 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 playing by their own rules. And they what are. I was just gonna say was that like a lot of a lot of these albums when you take on more sort of pop sensibilities and like these huge synthetic elements and electronic and stuff like that, often the the guitars and the rock stuff can feel like an afterthought, and it really doesn't feel that way here at all. It's very thoughtful. You know, I mean, your man, the singer, um, I think Andrew is his name. Uh, just you know, he lets rip a couple times. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's so cathartic. It's so great because you know it. It's it's so nice to hear something that you can just drift off to for like a good sort of ten, eleven, twelve minutes and be like, "This is just um fantastic pop music." And mm. then five minutes later, he's going like, <laughs> you know, he's like doing a fucking huge scream over yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, that golden rule. Let's call it what it is. Biffy Caro, but that kind of dun 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 dun. You know, just oh, it's so huge and great. I love it. Yeah, but golden golden rule is the best. Maybe song you could choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Sure. And it's not. It's that's on ARP. But I know uh, it's. Yeah, it is. Sorry, it is on ARP. It's yeah. not. It's not quite the same. It's, it's a different rhythm. It's at the end it. of the album as well. It's so like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like da, 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 da. I can't. They haven't based it. everything off of that. No, 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 no. I mean, there's other staccato elements that are also pretty cool. Yeah. That first few songs. I think. Oh, second song. Has, like, Matter the single. Like, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, end yeah. part, which is so cool. Um. Impressive, and there's almost like good. No, you go on. No, I was just gonna say there's almost like an EDM, not necessarily in the sonics, but like in the in the songwriting. Um, in uh, what track was it? Uh, Off the floor, you know, off the floor, but like it almost feels like you're. It's like that. Everybody, clap your hands. Come on, I beat And then it gets to the technical gen part, which I like. Yeah, I really like how it coasts from that to that. Yeah. So it, go, it goes. So it's, from, it's two parts. The song is two parts, yeah. which I love. It's not just part one, part two, part one, part two. It's it's now it's, it's a different formula, which is well, cool. for me. It's like it's almost like three parts. It's it starts off with that like uh, oh, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. Don Broco style. Like there's like this kind of funk riffage, right. like not quite funk, but dancey yeah. um, guitar, like just very very light distortion, but really kind of yeah. much more of a dance kind of guitar part. And then it it builds up in that yeah. EDM kind of way. And then once it hits. That's full. I think that's when the album got me. It was like, okay, yeah. you're not just you're not just going to keep the that because if the song was just oh the start part, I would yeah, or, or, I or if it went to your kind of typical lazy like EDM drop, then again you would have lost me. Or just a lazy techno metal thing, but yeah. no, it's very catchy. But it off it, that as well, it has the same level of thought as like a Deftones or something. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be surprised by uh, that kind of guitar anymore. Mm. Like like the what they're inspired by. Yeah, and they change it up enough, I think. Which is which is why you need to introduce that the element of surprise yeah. comes in. The saturation point has been reached for most of the genres they're taking from. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's so they chose not to mess with the 
the sonics as much as the structure. So it's like they took the like Pink Floyd approach to mm-hmm. creating a massive yeah. dream prog metal pop R&B synth album yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or something, it's yeah. Their own, it's an Arcane Roots album. That's all you could describe yeah, it as. Very special little, little bit. Um, God. And then it all culminate, culminates to the penultimate song, uh, mm. Everything All at Once. Yes. Which is Everything All at Once. It's huge, and it just gets bigger and bigger until... And then a seven-minute track afterwards. Yeah, to like, like to, holy shit. To play a side. What does it mean to play a side? Oh, just a credit song. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like a credit song. So, but that that song, everything all at once. You know, yeah, I got a kind of a corn vibe off that one. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's, it's new corn, new uh, like rolling in vain it's style. So oh. low end. Yeah. Um, and there's this is just lovely uh, churning, distorted yeah. bass that comes in after the first it's chorus. It's a small song. It's a short song that takes its time. Yeah. But still gets there, and you mm. still feel like you've got enough. Yeah. And then you've got something you could show the girlfriend with Indigo. Because I think Indigo is just like, <laughs> it's, again, it's just like a yeah. perfectly, perfectly crafted pop song. It, the yes. only thing that, that that would keep it off the radio is the fact that it's six minutes long. But it's just got this yeah. incredible vocal performance. Um, and that, that, that Sleep Token influence that you were talking yeah. about, or like obviously not influence because Sleep Token are too small, but that they're obviously yeah. drawing from the same pool of influences. Yeah, that's um, good. That's yeah. good. It feels like this is... It, I don't know. This just feels like a a throwback album. I know. I know it's really modern in its sound, but like in its structure and in its goals, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like an album for the digital age. It feels like an album oh, for the golden age of like when people, you know, like old school. Uh, I, I would say like. Hmm. That's why I said Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin or whatever, you know, or or Rush or Rush, yeah, Rush. You know, any any old band that's that writes their albums like movies yes this feels like the kind of album that you would go you know that you, like like a sergeant I don't want to say it's like a sergeant pepper obviously but it does feel like the kind of album that is an event you go to your local record shop and you mm-hmm. buy this thing and you put it on the turntable white album yeah and you listen to it from start to finish and when, you, when you're done you're like wow I've just listened to you know I've just seen what Arcane Roots think of the world yeah, even special you can listen to it as an album as singles as well, which is special. It's yes, just, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It does everything. And the songs are self-contained as well, so... Yeah, yeah. Just, I wish they got to the point a little fast with some of the higher cool. elements. That's yeah. all. Maybe maybe going for, like, the full... Like, I just... I was looking up earlier, their, their first album was also an hour. Yeah. And this album is an hour. And yeah. I think they're getting... I think maybe you're not going to... You're not going to get that 30-minute Arcane Roots album. What you might get yeah. next time is... 40, 50, I'd hope. They would, but that they would even keep it to an hour, but just keep on refining and keep yeah. on honing. And I'd hope so. Maybe give you that interval track in the middle <laughs> or that interlude towards the end that kind of breaks it up. But like a, like Brand New Do, for example. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all that being said, I think this is a triumph. Oh, it's good. And uh, it's better, it's even better than I was hoping it would be. I could give this an eight. I'll give this an eight. Yeah? Um, Favorite track? Oh, this is always hard. At first, it was everything all at once. Yeah. Um, then I go back to songs like uh, Indigo, uh, the second part of Off the Floor. Like, it yeah. varies so much. Yeah. Um, mm, I think Matter. Matter? Cool. I'll, I'll go with Arp. Arp. But matter because that's when it, it got me. Yeah, that's Matter's totally right. got me. Um, and this, um, I think probably unsurprisingly, given how I've been raving about it, is going to be a, it's going to be a nine for me. Good. Yeah. I think it's a nine. Awesome. And I think this is going to be one that, to, to pop in that that top 20 long list because it's, it's yeah. great it's, yeah much like Elder and stuff it's, yeah it's, it's a lot to chew on it gives back every time you listen to it you get more and more 
engrossed in those vocals and yeah. just swept up by it so it's cool it's yeah. really, really cool Melancholia Hymns is the name of that album yeah thanks for bringing that um, yep yeah, and the band is Arcane Roots mm. cool alright let's um, let's finish off oh, yeah. by talking about something old not that old not too old <laughs> older than you or I um, I believe this album is from 2014 although don't quote me on that because I need to look it up it's older than space and time um, Do What Thou Wilt is the uh, English translation of the title of this album um, if uh, I guess I'll give it a try the uh, the Greek it looks like Kata Tov Diavola Atoy yes. something like that something right? for the devil came out in 2013 excuse me yes by the band Rotting Christ, everybody, mm-hmm. which I just wanted to bring to the podcast because they got such a fun name. Yeah, like, hmm. Well, I was I was very skeptical about this for for the fans, <laughs> but then I was like, no, wait, it's like I hadn't, I hadn't gone to it in a while, and I realized, oh wait, it isn't totally um, ear bleedingly. Uh, no, 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 which is what. Hold on, people. Hold your horses. Because they're called Rotting Christ. Rotting Christ. Doesn't mean it's a beautiful, (laughs) transcending, powerful metal album, which it is. Mm. It's not. It's not as stupid as the song, as the name is. My one gripe at this band is the name. (laughs) I kind of love the name, though, because it... But it's so misleading. Well, it it is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. Like, because Rotting Christ... Yeah, they've never... The The music tells a lot more than just a generic band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're impossible to pigeonhole. That was no. that was that's the reason why I got obsessed with them in this album in particular because there's never been another Rotting Christ album that I've gotten quite so obsessed with as this one. But I went to see Primordial. There was a thing called Resurrection Fest mm-hmm. in 2014, I think maybe 2013, yeah. where Primordial, you know, who are like a famous Irish, they're kind of uh, pagan metal, I guess. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Yeah, I mean they they they're they're wonderful. They're just a great band, but um. It was a it was a full day bill and one of the bands was Rotting Christ and I kind of you know myself and my friend were just saying like mm, like we'll, we'll we'll watch them you know like these guys are coming out we've never heard of them or whatever or maybe we had but you just kind of see a name like Rotting Christ and you go oh I'm guessing that's just like wall of noise like cannibal yeah. like like cannibal corpse or venom prison or dying whatever. fetus or you know these these overtly violent names yeah. kind of usually it's it's very very dense grindcore or like death metal which wouldn't be my thing um, I'm watching them and we're like what. What is this? This is like really, really crystal clear synth, like synth black metal, but with like far more inf- like that doesn't cover it at all. Mm. Um, with these cult influences and yeah, uh, like, like the cult folks, a folk influence also. Yeah, like oh, like ghost, ghost in- cult influence. Yeah, a little bit, almost, but less camp. And 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 you can um. hear that they're like even though they're they have that Scandinavian black metal like beating heart you can definitely hear their greekness as well yeah it, it almost it almost feels like this is the kind of thing that some sort of like devil worshippers from ancient Greece would, would jam along to that's kind yeah. of how it feels um, so this album Do What Thou Wilt is is described as a black metal album do you think that covers it covers what it is mm, yeah no 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 of course not no. like like point of a percent almost <laughs> like yeah it's there but it, you can hear it for once like it's does... produced well for one that's <laughs> sorry black metal but it is yeah that's that's point number one it's like well can you even call it a black metal album if you can hear everything perfectly yes. there's occasional blast beats yeah but the orchestration around such blast beats it, it makes sense yeah to have them in there 
This is this it's is fun. It's this, yeah. Fun. This is like I think a fantastic example of a band growing old gracefully because Rotting Christ have been around since I want to say the early eighties. Um, they've been around for so long. I, yeah. I think yeah. No, oh, sorry, nineteen eighty-seven. Right. God, wow. So they've nearly been around as long as the genre of black metal itself. But what you get with that that you don't normally get with these old school veteran it's 30 bands. Thirty years. Yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah. me. Thirty years, and I'm going to see them in October, and I bet you they're going to be better than they ever were. But they have chosen to grow old in a very different way than a lot. So a lot of bands get entrenched in their sound, like maybe a creator or mm-hmm. uh, like pick another Great. one. Uh, become, uh, uh, Paradise, Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Uh, yeah, Paradise Lost got away from their focus. Yeah. But what happened with Wait. what happened with uh, Rotting Christ seemed to be that they they like ref- they reinvented themselves a little bit and then yes. found I suppose because the idea of this punishingly relentlessly heavy music didn't necessarily exist um, mm-hmm. to the same extent in 1987 that it does today and has done for the last like 15 years or 20 years yeah like Sepultura were kind of yeah. pulling off the pool that this uh, this created yeah so, they, so they've they gone they've they've haven't got the memo that you need to get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier into oblivion mm. this album is really for like a for what is definitely a sort of symphonic melodic uh, thrash black whatever you want yeah, to call this, it metal album this album doesn't care if it's light as hell at points it is light as hell at I, points it is yeah it's relaxing at points it yeah. really is which I guess is a bit of black metal in there, but black it's, metal is a headache. It's but it's like it's nineteen eighty. It's like it's like imagine yeah. like it's nineteen eighty seven black metal with incredible twenty thirteen production, yeah, and uh, and all of the sort of sonic trappings that you can bring to the table with the yes, twenty thirteen production. And, and it throws out the uh, the sensibilities of Burnsum bands like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Replaces yeah, yeah, it with yeah. the groove and guitar of. Ramstein, yeah, mi- mixed with um, mixed with Machine Head, yeah, bit of that, uh, and then you just s- like some of the folkier metal bands like Amorphous you'd hear lately. It's all there. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and then they literally like grabbed some Greek medium by the pearls or like by the yes. crystals and dragged her into yeah. the studio. It, that almost reminds me of um, a Swedish or Finnish band. I think it's a Swedish band. Uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra. Okay. As a, a, operatic singer. Yeah. Vocalist. Oh yeah. And uh, it's almost like I got her for it. Oh. And, uh, we'll, that song we'll get, we'll with the guest vocalist, which she's just like that, that, that. That's groovy. That's kind of yeah. like a dance number in this. Yeah. So Rod and Christ have a dance number in the middle of the album. You could, yeah, Are you, you sold yet? Yeah. <laughs> you could almost imagine like a zombie doing a like a belly dance or something on a yeah. you know in as I say I keep saying in ancient Greece, but it it, it feels. I, what I love it's it's like a cuddly cult album you like know a, it feels demonic yeah, but that, that song reminds me of like a, 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 a I can't remember the other word but a, a gypsyish kind of yeah. bar but with metal yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah kind yeah, of a yeah. groove to it and like a stage with smoke and yeah. sax the phone and stuff it's great and the structure yeah. of these songs what I love about this album is it's it's super like maybe the reason why I haven't uh, gotten obsessed with another or like with the rest of the Rotting Christ discography more so than this one is because they they absolutely nail one thing on this album and they nail it again and again and again mm-hmm. and all again. the way through but it's not necessarily something I want to hear like ad nauseum a million times but what they do is they like 
they build up they set they set a sonic stage in terms of like they got through your chugging guitars and everything and they, they they kind of build you up into a into a world and an environment mm-hmm. and then they hit you with a really 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 catchy repeated guitar melody yeah and then and then all that happens from then on is like the chords underneath will rise and change and then they might throw in a harmony to that guitar melody but that's generally yeah. speaking the, the structure a lot of groove tracks yeah. a lot of jam groove tracks as well yeah but like with a full on orchestra behind it and what whatever you can throw into this yeah these trappings but it's not I don't wouldn't call it like symphonic metal no it's not, no like, I mean there are bits bits of what there you are hear symphonic from, flourishes yeah. that when they're needed yeah I, like Amon Amarth owes a lot to this band. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can definitely hear that coming out of it as well. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still bits. There's still yeah. bits. But just enough. I can hear what I mean about the, like, every song has that one guitar section that you just kind of hum over and over again. Like, whether yeah. it's, you know, da 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 Or, yeah. you know, it's always something like yeah. that that just you, goes you, over you, and you over. Metallica fans would enjoy this so much if they came before Metallica could you imagine that yeah I I, I, I that's what I imagine yeah happening they'd be fine with it like oh groove, absolutely yeah the headbangers yeah, they'd be fine with it even like even like people who even people who aren't too into metal and stuff and then they go see Metallica probably still enjoy this band if they get yeah. on yeah it feels like the perfect album to appeal to both the sort of denim jacket patch wearing as you say like old school metal fan you know what I mean like the kind of Wayne's World metal fan <laughs> and then and then the more and then like there's a much more. something much more there's modern there's more I think that that would be no, uh, but, that wouldn't do it justice yeah. no 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 but yeah. that's but that like yeah. but, but it can appeal like there's those there's those fist in the air moments like that hey hey like you can totally it totally fits into that world yeah but then it's got something else like a ingredient X going on as well that just rise the way it experiments around yeah with soundscapes and chants like you know Gregorian chant and these kind of catchy demonic it's really catchy as well yeah it's so catchy got a groove to it it's got a lot of things you don't expect Mm. from a band called Writing Christ was this your first time listening to Writing Christ no no it wasn't quite a bit but it's just been a while since I listened like I haven't listened to their new releases at all yet okay was this was this as new as you've gone or, or have you gone? Yeah, this is the last album I listened to. Oh, you listened to it. yeah, yeah. Cool, I cool, stopped. Cool. They do have one since this. Uh, no, uh, two, two since this. Um, and I did listen to the most recent one, and uh, yeah, sorry, one since this. Rituals. Okay. And it's pretty good, and that's the tour they're on at the moment. So I'm excited to to revisit it and go cool, and okay. see them live. But I hope they play a lot from I, this. I'm very interested in catching up on them. Actually. Yeah. Also, is there anything more fun than just a song where the where the chorus is? Grandis Spiritus Diabolos Like that's just the best thing To yeah. keep To it, just it, chat It's just like What people love from Ghost Is what they'll get from this Yeah Ghost fans You would love this Yeah totally You know Gil, Like the song Yeah Grandis Spiritus Diabolos Gilgamesh There's another song That's just called like Something equals 666 I mean It's so Wonderfully Demonic I think, I think Rod and Christ At one point Were on tour with Typo negative. I managed to check that, but oh my god, I love that! Just slurs of goth sexiness yeah. in this, <laughs> which also has a bit of sexiness to it. Yeah, believe so it or not. If you like the sound of blistering Greek black metal with a symphonic, synthetic pulse and incredible, like demonic undertones, just get get this into you. Yeah, I dare a non-metal fan to listen to this. Yeah, album. just listen to the first track and see what you think because it's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. 
Yeah, like I'd, I was reading um, Stephen King's Dark Tower to this earlier on, one of the final books, and this yeah. suited to a T. I was like, oh my god, it's perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, you could you, like you, this could be on a Game of Thrones soundtrack mm-hmm. or something. I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you imagine or 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 a, or a Skyrim. You know, <laughs> if you had this on during Skyrim, yeah, it would it would suit. <laughs> something for everybody. Something the shivering, for the shivering Isles. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so that's that's a do what thou wilt, um, or the album with all the weird Greek symbols by Rotting Christ. Yeah. And if you if you like if you like the sound of it, please do come and see them. They're playing in Dublin uh, in early October. You can still get a ticket if you happen to live in Dublin. I'm going to. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Do that. Thank you so much for joining us again here on Kill Shuffle. We'll be back with you next week with a whole slew of new albums. Oh, God, There's yeah. so much coming out that we're having internal yeah. fights as to what gets to be included. Yeah, <laughs> and we might need to extend these by two hours. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. we have what? What do we have? Uh, we have we have Marilyn Manson the week after. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be big yeah. for me. Oh. We might we might we were gonna say we're, we might try and squeeze in some of our highlights from 2016 and just do a quick fire round so we, we you know depending mm. on how we're getting on it over the next month we might try and like do maybe one or two new releases yeah, yeah, plus, yeah. plus some quick fire 2016 recaps so uh, look forward to that but in the meantime take care of yourselves and each other see ya bye bye